Hi, I'm Nat B, and this is Season 4 of Memoria. Flash memoir adapted into bite-sized audio stories using sound effects and music. Each episode explores a moment in time that shaped a writer's life. The following story is called The Joint Before Christmas, and it is written and read by Nick Orchard. Here is Nick to tell us how he came to write The Joint Before Christmas. I was reflecting on the idea of Christmas and of my family in particular. We're not sort of a natural fit as a family. Most of our, you know, it's a big family and most of them are pretty conservative, kind of farmer, live on the land kind of types. And my dad and I are the black sheeps of the family in, in many ways. And so we come together only every few years for Christmases or for occasionally one of our grandparents, one of my grandparents' birthdays. And when we do, it's kind of this awkward fit, but there's always this magic moment at some point in the night or during the day. And whether it's coming together around a crisis or around grief or just around the dinner table, when things click and work really well and it's a really beautiful time. And so I was thinking about that and different kind of Christmas takes on Christmas tales, but also uh, probably finding a way to excuse the role that I might have played in this particular crisis on this particular day. The joint was artfully constructed with three tallyhos, a sort of stoner origami. I sparked it behind Grandpa's old shearing shed, and it smouldered in the stifling Christmas Eve sun. Inhaling deeply, I felt my eyes droop and my brain numb. Teenage lungs soaked with smoke, I dropped the butt and crept through the flyscreen door to the safety of the farmhouse guest room. There I slipped into a stone slumber listening to Nas. Summer dreams of frosty fruits, sticky hands and sweet lips were interrupted by a ruckus outside. I pulled back the curtains to see plumes of sooty black smoke flanked by flickering flames licking at the apricot orchard. Nana called the fire brigade, while my uncles ripped off their shirts, soaked them in water and charged towards the blaze. Hairy, sunburnt torsos blended with fire and blackening grass in a sickening, spinning top of activity. I was still high. Grandpa's veggie patch was the first casualty. Uncle Johnny quipped that at least parsnip was off the menu this Christmas. Grandpa didn't laugh. The hose was too short, so pails of water were poured to water and passed up a family chain. As Grandpa smothered the last of the embers, he cursed the dodgy electrics of the neighbouring farm's outdoor dunny as the probable cause of the fire. The firefighters showed up late, drunk, annoyed our fire had interrupted their Christmas party. They rammed their truck through the fence, ACDC howling from a boombox in their back seat. The fire was already out, but they sprayed their big hoses anyway. That night we celebrated with cold chicken, green beans, pavlova and Christmas crackers, all served on the good plates. I drunkenly spilled red wine in patches on the cream-coloured carpet. Nana followed me around with soda water and a face washer, turning the scarlet stains to strawberry smears. Uncle Johnny took me for a drive into town to buy a pack of Winnie Blues. I wore a hoodie with my hood on, even though it was still 34 degrees. In the sweltering heat, we swilled amber whiskey from a Mount Franklin bottle. When we got back, everyone was fighting about politics so me and my posh cousin Annabelle nicked behind the shearing shed for a smoke. She brought a beer bottle for the ciggy butts. 
For the first time, it occurred to me that maybe the Dunny Electrics hadn't started the fire. My favourite place to write uh, right now, uh, I just moved to Belgrave uh, a few weeks ago and I had this really grand idea that this sort of deep balcony that overlooks this beautiful valley that I have will be the spot where I'll write every day and I had this idea of being kind of Hemingway-ish, kind of, you know, wrapped up in a blanket, sitting out there, you know, plodding away. And uh, the first day I went to sit out there, I had um, an electrician over fixing up the lights, so I just went and sat in bed instead and had um, a pillow on my lap. And now I can't write anywhere except bed, so uh, I write in bed with a pillow on my lap, uh, even though there's, like, this beautiful, inspiring view that I'm just not looking at. Um, and my, my ritual is um, I can only write in the morning, and it has to be after having a coffee. Um, and I can write into the 3,000 word bursts, but usually kind of split into 1,000 word vignettes. And I, I have this really weird thing where after every sort of 1,000 word or so kind of vignette, um, I watch a mixed martial arts fight to just like completely decompress. And then uh, and somehow that resets my mind and I can launch into the next one. Well, my, my writing goal for 2020 uh, is definitely to um, punch out this um, sort of memoir piece that I'm working on. And partly it's it's to get it done so it's done and then I can kind of move on to the next project. I have this idea for a, um, a, a fiction piece that I would love to start this year um, around the lives of um, four young people um, living in a youth homelessness service and how their lives intersect and they sort of overcome adversity and sort of stare down challenges uh, as a group. Um, but yeah, I would love to get a start on that later in the year if it was possible. Um, there's a lot of writers who inspire me and it's usually the one that I'm kind of staring down most at the time but Michael Chabon I just adore and Cavalier and Clay is like my favourite book of all time um, I loved Wonder Boys as well but Cavalier and Clay has just completely shaped my life I've just reread like all my favourite novellas so I read like Capote Breakfast at Tiffany's and um, I read uh, Hemingway, Old Man in the Sea, and just, you know, I'm kind of loving just the kind of short blast, kind of single tail um, stuff. But as well, I don't know, like I, I, I'm reading um, The Erratics uh, at the moment by Vicky, um, I forgot what her surname is, but she's, um, you know, it's a wonderful book. Um, you know, she's won a few awards uh, recently and it's just gorgeous. Um, and I just read um, uh, Sean Pryor's book, um, Shy, which I adored as well. Memoria was written and produced by me, Nat V. The Joint Before Christmas was written and read by Nick Orchard. Each episode is illustrated by Peter Manning. The story segment was edited by Jen Farrow. Music in this episode is by The Blue Dot Sessions. Memoria comes to you each month. You can listen to our previous episodes or see a schedule of our upcoming episodes on memoriapodcast.com. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts or any good podcasting platform. Until next time. <laughs>